Chapter Three, Part One of Principles of Geology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. Principles of Geology by Charles Lyell. Chapter Three Arabian Writers of the Tenth Century avicenna omar cosmogony of the koran coswini early italian writers leonardo da vinci fracastoro controversy as to the real nature of fossils attributed to the mosaic deluge policy steno Scylla, carini boyle lister leibnitz Hooke's theory of elevation by earthquakes, of lost species of animals, Ray, physico-theological writers, Woodward's diluvial theory, Burnett, Whiston, Valisneri, Lazaro Moro, Generelli, Buffon, his theory condemned by the Sarbonne as unorthodox, his declaration targioni arduino michel catcott raspe fuchel fortis testa whitehurst paulus saussure arabian writers after the decline of the roman empire the cultivation of physical science was first revived with some success by the saracens about the middle of the eighth century of our era the works of the most eminent classic writers were purchased at great expense from the christians and translated into arabic and al-mamun son of the famous harun al-rashid the contemporary of charlemagne received with marks of distinction at his court at baghdad astronomers and men of learning from different countries this caliph and some of his successors encountered much opposition and jealousy from the doctors of the mohammedan law who wished the moslems to confine their studies to the koran dreading the effects of the diffusion of a taste for the physical sciences avicenna almost all the works of the early arabian writers are lost amongst those of the tenth century of which fragments are now extant is a short treatise on the formation and classification of minerals by avicenna a physician in whose arrangement there is considerable merit the second chapter on the cause of mountains is remarkable for mountains he says are formed some by essential others by accidental causes in illustration of the essential he instances a violent earthquake by which land is elevated and becomes a mountain of the accidental the principle he says is excavation by water whereby cavities are produced and adjoining lands made to stand out and form eminences omar cosmogony of the koran in the same century also omar surnamed el alem or the learned wrote a work on the retreat of the sea it appears that on comparing the charts of his own time 
with those made by the indian and persian astronomers two thousand years before he had satisfied himself that important changes had taken place since the times of history in the form of the coasts of asia and that the extension of the sea had been greater at some former periods he was confirmed in this opinion by the numerous salt springs and marshes in the interior of asia a phenomenon from which pallas in more recent times has drawn the same inference von hoff has suggested with great probability that the changes in the level of the caspian some of which there is reason to believe have happened within the historical era and the geological appearances in that district indicating the desertion by that sea of its ancient bed had probably led omar to his theory of a general subsidence but whatever may have been the proofs relied on his system was declared contradictory to certain passages in the koran and he was called upon publicly to recant his errors to avoid which persecution he went into voluntary banishment from samarkand the cosmological opinions expressed in the koran are few and merely introduced incidentally so that it is not easy to understand how they could have interfered so seriously with free discussion on the former changes of the globe the prophet declares that the earth was created in two days and the mountains were then placed on it and during these and two additional days the inhabitants of the earth were formed and in two more the seven heavens there is no more detail of circumstances and the deluge which is also mentioned is discussed with equal brevity the waters are represented to have poured out of an oven a strange fable said to be borrowed from the persian magi who represented them as issuing from the oven of an old woman all men were drowned save noah and his family and then god said o earth swallow up thy waters and thou o heaven withhold thy rain and immediately the waters abated we may suppose omar to have represented the desertion of the land by the sea to have been gradual and that his hypothesis required a greater lapse of ages than was consistent with moslem orthodoxy for it is to be inferred from the koran that man and this planet were created at the same time and although mahomet did not limit expressly the antiquity of the human race yet he gave an implied sanction to the mosaic chronology by the veneration expressed by him for the hebrew patriarchs a manuscript work entitled the wonders of nature is preserved in the royal library at paris by an arabian writer mohammed kazwini who flourished in the seventh century of the hegira or at the close of the thirteenth century of our era besides several curious remarks on aerolites earthquakes and the successive changes of position which the land and sea have undergone we meet with the following beautiful passage which is given as the narrative of keeds an allegorical personage i passed one day by a very ancient and wonderfully populous city and asked one of its inhabitants how long it had been founded it is indeed a mighty city replied he 
we know not how long it has existed and our ancestors were on this subject as ignorant as ourselves five centuries afterwards as i passed by the same place i could not perceive the slightest vestige of the city i demanded of a peasant who was gathering herbs upon its former site how long it had been destroyed in sooth a strange question replied he the ground here has never been different from what you now behold it was there not of old said i a splendid city here never answered he so far as we have seen and never did our father speak to us of any such on my return there five hundred years afterwards i found the sea in the same place and on its shores were a party of fishermen of whom i inquired how long the land had been covered by the waters is this a question said they for a man like you this spot has always been what it is now i again returned five hundred years afterwards and the sea had disappeared i inquired of a man who stood alone upon the spot how long ago this change had taken place and he gave me the same answer as i had received before lastly on coming back again after an equal lapse of time i found there a flourishing city more populous and more rich in beautiful buildings than the city i had seen the first time and when i would fain have informed myself concerning its origin the inhabitants answered me its rise is lost in remote antiquity we are ignorant how long it has existed and our fathers were on this subject as ignorant as ourselves early italian writers it was not till the earlier part of the sixteenth century that geological phenomenon began to attract the attention of the christian nations at that period a very animated controversy sprang up in italy concerning the true nature and origin of marine shells and other organized fossils found abundantly in the strata of the peninsula the celebrated painter leonardo da vinci who in his youth had planned and executed some navigable canals in the north of italy was one of the first who applied sound reasoning to these subjects the mud of rivers he said had covered and penetrated into the interior of fossil shells at a time when these were still at the bottom of the sea near the coast they tell us that these shells were formed in the hills by the influence of the stars but i ask where in the hills are the stars now forming shells of distinct ages and species and how can the stars explain the origin of gravel occurring at different heights and composed of pebbles rounded as if by the motion of running water or in what manner can such a cause account for the petrifaction in the same places of various leaves seaweeds and marine crabs the excavations made in fifteen seventeen for repairing the city of verona brought to light a multitude of curious petrifactions and furnished matter for speculation to different authors and among the rest to fracastoro who declared his opinion that fossil shells had all belonged to living animals which had formerly lived and multiplied where their exuvia are now found he exposed the absurdity of having recourse to a certain plastic force 
which it was said had power to fashion stones into organic forms and with no less cogent arguments demonstrated the futility of attributing the situation of the shells in question to the mosaic deluge a theory obstinately defended by some that inundation he observed was too transient it consisted principally of fluviatile waters and if it had transported shells to great distances must have strewed them over the surface not buried them at vast depths in the interior of mountains his clear exposition of the evidence would have terminated the discussion forever if the passions of mankind had not been enlisted in the dispute and even though doubts should for a time have remained in some minds they would speedily have been removed by the fresh information obtained almost immediately afterwards respecting the structure of fossil remains and of their living analogues but the clear and philosophical views of fracastoro were disregarded and the talent and argumentative powers of the learned were doomed for three centuries to be wasted in the discussion of these two simple and preliminary questions first whether fossil remains had ever belonged to living creatures and secondly whether if this be admitted all the phenomena could not be explained by the deluge of noah it had been the general belief of the christian world down to the period now under consideration that the origin of this planet was not more remote than a few thousand years and that since the creation the deluge was the only great catastrophe by which considerable change had been wrought on the earth's surface on the other hand the opinion was scarcely less general that the final dissolution of our system was an event to be looked for at no distant period the era it is true of the expected millennium had passed away and for five hundred years after the fatal hour when the annihilation of the planet had been looked for the monks remained in undisturbed enjoyment of rich grants of land bequeathed to them by pious donors who in the preamble of deeds beginning a propinquante mundi termino a propinquante magno judici dia left lasting monuments of the popular delusion but although in the sixteenth century it had become necessary to interpret certain prophecies respecting the millennium more liberally and to assign a more distant date to the future conflagration of the world we find in the speculation of the early geologists perpetual allusion to such an approaching catastrophe while in all that regarded the antiquity of the earth no modification whatever of the opinions of the dark ages had been effected considerable alarm was at first excited when the attempt was made to invalidate by physical proofs an article of faith so generally received but there was sufficient spirit of toleration and candor amongst the italian ecclesiastics to allow the subject to be canvassed with much freedom they even entered warmly into the controversy themselves often favouring different sides of the question and however much we may deplore the loss of time and labour devoted to the defence of untenable positions it must be conceded that they displayed far less polemic bitterness than certain writers who followed them 
beyond the alps two centuries and a half later end of chapter three part one